Blog Talk Radio. Tuckerman, Arkansas. If you haven't been there, you definitely need to make your way as these next few weeks, pivotal as we get on our road to the fight for freedom that will take a place July 28th at the Valiant Arena in Tuckerman, Arkansas. A big six-man tag for control of the ASWF. And we're going to get to one man who has a very, very interesting, uh, very big interest, excuse me, in that matchup coming up here at the top of the program, that being the co-commissioner, or the self-proclaimed, as he likes to be called now, Mr. 99% Brad will lead us off here tonight. But ladies and gentlemen, that Brad's got to be licking his wounds coming off of what happened just two weeks ago in the Valiant Arena. He thought he had won mentally in getting Double J ejected from the arena and placed in handcuffs and seemingly arrested. And we'll follow up on that later on as the broadcast goes. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring him in. The co-commissioner of the ASWF and the self-proclaimed Mr. 99% Bad Brad. Brad, are you with us? I am absolutely with us. Good evening. Good evening, co-commissioner and Mr. 99% or self-proclaimed Mr. 99%, I should say. Brad, two weeks ago, the night seemed just wonderful. It started off perfect for you. You, you were able to fire the first shot in the battle or so it in getting Double J not only ejected from the Valiant Arena, but you had him leave in handcuffs and he was arrested for assault. But it all changed later on that night as you came out and you gloated about the fact that you were able to have him arrested for assault and 
you know, you came out, you gloated, you talked about how, you know, the fans could forward their mail to the uh, to the Jackson County Police Department and all that good stuff. But then came Joey Britt, and Joey said, you know, hey, they're here. And, Brad, what was going through your mind when those lights came back on and you were staring across the ring from the psychotic savior uh, cataclysm, the unhinged Will Cage and Hypnotic, collectively the Manat. What was going through your mind at that moment? Well, I mean, you obviously have a a fear that goes on in your head, you know, being as brilliant as I am, as manipulative as I am, as a just deviant devil that I I am. I mean, I'm not a competitor, and I'm in the ring with three of the most savage uh, combatants inside the ASWF. Uh, obviously, you know, the escape was on because I kind of liken what's going on between me and Gerald as a one-sided uh, battleship game, shall we say. Uh, my guys were in the arena. My guys were ready to go at a moment's notice. But I kind of felt like that was the plan that uh, the three amigos, as I will call them, Rock and Ricky, Joey Britt, and uh, the incarcerated at the time, Gerald Jones, tried to do is they tried to force my hand, and I'm not ready to reveal who those guys are yet. So I was able to escape, uh, fortunately for me, and, and, and I say that with all respect to the Manai. Um, you know, going into this fight for freedom, I had an idea um, – you know, a strategy in in mind uh, as to who uh, Gerald would pick. And I'm going to say, you know, he he got me in in a way. Um, I wasn't sure on what grounds the Manai stood with him, and I wasn't sure how they stood with the ASWF. I mean, obviously they are their own little deal, you know, so you, you, I'm not going to say you can't trust them because obviously they showed that they have either a profound hatred for me or they just, you know, have this kind of weird psychotic um, lust for the ASWF maybe or, or maybe Gerald's found some money, you know, and is, and is paying them rather well or maybe Ricky's opened up the purse strings a little bit. I, I don't know. But I was very, very, uh, going back to your original question, I mean, what was going through my mind was trying to escape without tipping my hand and obviously, you know, suffering some form of injury because with those three guys, it doesn't matter who you are. I'm pretty sure that if Gerald or Joey or Ricky got in the ring with them at the right time and the right mindset, the unhinged Will Cage, uh, Hypnotic and Cataclysm, probably don't have an allegiance to anybody but themselves or Ace of Morta. And, uh, you know, so anything could be fair game at that point. So, yeah, there was a level of fear going through my mind. But, you know, I had to come back and stay vigilant to my plan 
and not tip off what I was actually holding. So I didn't need anybody to come save me. You know, I was able to get out of the ropes and and, and escape and fight another day. So I would say if you want to call it a battle and shots fired, it's one-to-one. And my hat goes off to, to Gerald for uh, a well-executed game plan there in the second half of the show. Absolutely. I mean, the shock on your face, though. I know you said you were thinking that the Manai could possibly be the pick, but the shock on your face, it looked like you had stared in the face of a ghost. It looked like, I, I mean, you're, you were completely pale, Brad. I, I mean, I know the worry was there. But was the, you always say you have a backup plan. There's always a plan B, so to speak. You mentioned that your guys were in the arena. Was there a plan? Should things go awry and Double J's three guys that we now know are the Manai? Was there a plan to keep you safe or... Were you going to take that butt whooping? There's always a plan in place. I mean, this is the sport of professional wrestling. Um, You do not step on the other side of the railing without the potential. At any point in time, that something bad could happen to you. Now, I will tell you this, uh, just to let everybody in on a little secret. My guys were about 10 feet away from me when that took place. And I can assure you that they were ready to go had something went down. But, yes, I mean, to go back to your question, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie to anybody, (laughs) as hard as that is to believe, because I love to lie. But I'm going to be, you know, for the first time in my life, I think I'm going to be absolutely honest. There was fear. There was a little worry. I mean, you look back. Uh, I've I've been put through a table. I've been hit with a kendo stick. You know, I've I've had the insiguri put on, or you know into the back of the head by you know from Seth Saber. Um, I've been hit with countless things with Kid Crazy and Austin Lane. So, you know, I know what it's like when these guys that are full of testosterone and are ready to do something, and then you put the manai out there who, let's be honest, you know, um, it, it's it's changed the strategy just a tad bit. You know, I'm still going to come into this thing with my original game plan. I'm going to tweak it, and I think that's what I sit back here now, and I, and I go, you know, you know, the thing that you're missing, the thing that you haven't brought up tonight is the fact that I've had two weeks to sit on this. I've had two weeks head start of knowing at least who the opponents will be in my bid for, well, excuse me, in my quest for control of the ASWF. Now, if you were to tell anybody that they had two weeks head start on their opponent, the opposition being Rock and Ricky Rowland, Gerald Jones and Joey Britt, would you not go, eh? 
You know, so maybe I deserve a little bit of credit there. Maybe I forced in my initial plan of having, you know, I know he said he was going to reveal them, but was he going to reveal them? Or did I force his hand? See, that's what you have to ask yourself. And now, cooler heads have prevailed. I've basically seen the Arsenal. Now, have I seen it all? No, not really. I have only know what I know about the Manai. There is so much to be learned. But I believe that in given this month, long journey till J, uh, July the 28th, I have plenty of time to figure out what needs to be done. And I, I'm telling you right now, when it's revealed, you're going to be absolutely stunned, and I think you're going to be shocked, and maybe you won't get it at first. Maybe you're going to have to go back and do your research on the history between my guys and the Manai. You know, it goes back quite a while and a ways back, and I think you're going to go, man, Mr. 99%, well, he knew what he was doing. So, I mean, you know, to say that I'm not a tad bit nervous just because I don't know what the Manai is capable of doing, you know, especially in desperation situations, which I think they will be put into over the course of the next, you know, leading up to that. There's going to be some situations. We're going to turn the fire up a little bit. But let me tell you something right now. Come July 29th, you the self-proclaimed will be gone, and Mr. 99% will be my official title. Uh, as co-commissioner is eradicated and commissioner implemented. Well, I mean, those are strong words, Brad. You you seem awfully confident, and, I mean, you said you've narrowed it down to your three, and they were within, you know, ten feet. You keep saying you're within ten feet. Uh, they were within ten feet of you for the whole time. I, I gotta ask: Is it somebody? You don't have to reveal who it is. I'll give you that. I'll give you that respect, Mister Ninety Nine Percent. But is it somebody on the ASWS current roster? Considering I write the roster at the time they are revealed, yes, they will be on the current roster. So they may not be known to the fans yet. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and assert my Fifth Amendment privilege on that question. I am not uh, comfortable in revealing that information at this time. Um, But I will tell you this, that by the time this all breaks down, and by the time that this thing is done and over with, you, the ASWF fan base, Gerald, Joey, Ricky, and even the Manai, as solid as they are, and admire and respect the plan that I set in motion when I first entered the Valiant Arena, August 20th, 2014. Okay, well, Brad. Was I aware of what was going to happen? Or a time frame on it? No. But that's the thing that I think that that people don't understand, and this is where I see an advantage. I see a physical advantage. I see 
you know, a mental advantage for my guys. What I have a hard time dealing with at this time is I've been ringside. I've watched Cataclysm be put through a, a barbed wire pallet, a barbed wire table, a barbed wire bat, um, doors, uh, ring posts, railing, chairs, you know, ladders. Um, and, and he keeps coming back, you know. And, and so I have to think to myself, what do I need to do? You know, obviously you can't just do something, you know, brash. You know, you you have to be calculated with, with guys like the Manai. Um, again, make no mistake about it, I am absolutely 100% impressed by the decision-making that was employed when the Manai came out. And I love the entrance. Awesome. You got me. Surprise. You know, but at the same time, I don't think enough's being made about the fact that you tipped your hat. You showed me your battleship, and I haven't even hit the open seas yet. Well, Brad, you mentioned a second ago about not tipping your hat and everything. We actually have a caller, a fan, wanting to come in. Christopher is wanting to ask you a question. He's uh, on live right now. Christopher, can you hear us? Uh, Yes, sir, Mike. How are you? Hey, it's another day in paradise. You're on live with Bad Brad. Hey, Bad Brad. Um, I've got a question. So, um, you know, uh, the altercation that you and Double J had uh, back on the 16th, how is that altercation going to affect the ongoing lawsuit that is going on between you and uh, Joey, uh, Double J, and Rock and Ricky? Well, we've agreed in, in principle a couple of shows back that we're going to do a six-man tag. And so that's just kind of being put on hiatus at the moment. Um, and I, I like the challenge. And I thought when Gerald got in the ring and put his hands on me, you know, it 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 was it was a a lighting of the fire. Actually, I guess I could say, you know, I enjoyed every minute of it. But I'm a sick individual, so uh, it's not going to affect anything. What's going to happen is, come uh, Saturday, I'm going to present some paperwork. We're all going to sign it. And we're going to go to fight for freedom. My team's going to be victorious, and I'll have complete control of the ASWF. So it's pretty plain and simple. With, with that control being said, are, are there any, like, plans that you're willing to at least share that how or what you're going to do with the ASWF once you uh, – if your team wins and you have 99% of the company? Well, I mean, look, for starters, um, you know, we are now offering previous shows, which haven't been done in a long time, uh, are being now, you know, put on YouTube so that people can go watch them should they choose to. Um, I think you saw with the 
anniversary show and and since I've been in a co-commissionership, you know, I try to put together matches that are exciting, that aren't boring, and I also try to give guys the opportunity that weren't given the opportunity. You know, no more of the instant, you want a championship match? I got you because your name's Austin Lane or your name's Lee Michaels or, you know, Cataclysm. You know, these guys that have been oppressed for so long by these three idiots that uh, are now, well, the two idiots, one being Rock and Ricky, who's owned this company for, what, however many years, uh, and then Joey Britt, who couldn't commission his way out of a paper sack because he shows too much favoritism. You know, I want to give people the opportunity to, first of all, you got to earn your spot in, in a match. But I want to try to, you know, get as many fans in that building as possible because, well, I love to talk about them and, and they pay money. So it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to bring a little bit more excitement to a stagnant, stale company that, that Ricky and Joey and now Gerald have made it over the last six months. Okay. Um, and then I, I guess this would be one of my, my last questions. Uh, you You mentioned earlier that, Double J, he he introduced his team. He's shown you uh, your battleship. How do you how do you know that that's not uh, Double J revealing his plan right under your nose? Because it's not what you see that you need to be worried about. It's what's behind what you see, what you can't see that you need to be worried about. So what what is your do you have a backup plan for that? <laughs> I don't know how long you've been in the been a fan or, or been involved in the ASWF, but uh, uh, a little backstory: um, I actually formed an alliance with Gerald Jones year a couple of years back called the Infamous Connection, and I think I've made it very apparent and, and very evident that there's always a backup plan to my backup plan for my backup plan. Um, you know, one of the situations, you know, uh, making champions. You know, I, I don't trust anybody in that in that front office over at ASWF. And with my executive powers, uh, Mark Wolf decided to cash in his uh, golden ticket, and I used my executive authority and uh, used a backup plan to help Mark Wolf establish himself as a men's champion where – former management decided he needed to be a women's champion. The disrespect shown to guys like Mark Wolf or, uh, you know, let's see, who else in that locker room hasn't had an opportunity, you know, uh, Steve-O, and I don't even like Steve-O, but, you know, he's given, I've given him the opportunity because he's earned it. So I'm not worried about anything that Double J throws at me or Gerald Jones, whatever you want to call him. I'm not worried about what he, his little backup plan because it, whether he wants to get on here and talk about how relevant he is to wrestling, whether he wants to talk about how smart he is to this business, I'm going to tell you right now, the dude's been laughed out of locker rooms. He's been the butt of jokes in the locker rooms. Nobody likes him in the locker rooms. And everything and anything that he's ever done in this last three and a half years to bring himself to relevance – has come from a phone conversation with myself, and I've said, "Hey, this is what we need to do back then." And you know, it was all a, it was all a scheme. I used Double J to get to where I needed to be. I got no use for him now, and now he wants to buck up, you know, and 
try to uh, to to give the teacher some instruction? No. See, he's learned from me, so I'm just going against myself is the way I look at it. Um. Well, Brad, I mean, that brings me to another question. I know I said last question, so I, I won't take up all your time. But you mentioned guys not getting a chance or, uh, you know, uh, double or surprises in general, you know, with uh, with Mark Wolf. Um, what are your thoughts now on uh, the wild card uh, hypnotic as he's the golden ticket winner? What what are are you uh, what are you going to do if Mark Wolf, uh, if Joe, uh, if hypnotic, sorry, sorry, I was thinking of Joey Britt. No, what are you going to do if hypnotic cashes in on Mark Wolf and takes his title from him? I mean, what are your plans then? Because should your team win and you're in control of ASWS, you still have that ace in the hole in hypnotic. Then, and that's a that's a thought that that goes through. Right now, I'm I've got an idea. I'm I can't reveal that idea, but I've got an idea of what's going to happen. Um, but right now, I'm I'm more concerned on, you know, getting uh, my guys. They know what's at stake, and, and trust me. It's this has been one of the hardest decisions as far as picking a team goes. I've had so many guys go, hey, man, hey, man, I got you, man, I, I got you. And, and because they know. They know that if I'm in control what I can do for them, how I can boost their career, how I can raise their stakes, their worth in the ASWF. So, you know, the whole uh, Mark Wolf situation and the hypnotic, anybody who has that golden ticket we know is almost guaranteed a championship on the aspect that they can cash that in at any point in time. And most of them, if they're smart, they choose to do it at a time that the guy is absolutely been devastated. You know, they, they figure out a way to, Oh, this is the perfect. So yeah, I mean, that's in the back of our minds. Uh, he's come to me and approached me about it. And, you know, he said, Hey, you know, and whatever happens, I said, Mark, did you know I've got you? I've got you, bro. So, I mean, it's all good, man. Um, I'm, I'm focused more on this fight for freedom at the moment. And uh, there's a contingency plan in place should Hypnotic decide to cash that in. But for the time being, um, I'm, I'm more concerned about the fight for freedom and taking that next step and, and getting into a better position of power within the company. Um, well, I look forward to uh, seeing how things unfold. I won't uh, keep you gentlemen any longer. And uh, I'm going to get back to listening to the rest of the show, and y'all take care. Uh, we certainly want to thank Chris for his uh for his insight there and great questions there from Christopher. Brad, I mean, he really grilled you, but that's a good point. Hypnotic is really the wild card in the ASWF right now. What would happen if if Hypnotic was able to wrestle away that title out from your golden goose, so to speak? Your goose would be cooked. 
should Mark Wolf lose the ASWF championship? Agreed? How, uh, please, please show me the relevance of that question. Um, you, you know, you're making these assumptions that that uh, me and Mark Wolf just have this uh, alliance together. There's that could be further from the truth. Further from the truth. First of all, he's concerned about holding on to his championship, and so to involve him in any of this. You know that takes away from him having to, and that's the caveat in all this. I mean, why, why is, why are you guys trying to put me on the spot to try to get me to reveal something that's not going to happen? Because number one, you're going down the wrong direction. See, you know, you're. I know you instantly want to say that that you know you keep bringing this Mark Wolf stuff up. So I know you're trying to get me to say, well, yeah, he's one of my guys. He's not. Mark Wolf is not one of my guys for the simple fact that he's a born champion, he's a true champion, and just like you've stated, he's got so much on his mind. He's got Steve-O lurking in the shadows. He's got – and Cataclysm could care less what's going on. He can do – like he's like a multitasking psycho. He doesn't have a brain thought long enough to hold on to something. It's just like a – you know, what do you call it? Like an, an animal. He's got that animal instinct. He's focused on something, and he's just like – and attacks it, and then he can switch and focus. But, you know, he got hypnotic with the golden ticket. So, yeah, Mark Wolf's too busy working on trying to continue his reign as the heavyweight champion. So quit trying to, you know, get answers that aren't coming. Anybody, no one, anybody that calls in, you're not going to get the answers that you want to hear because I'm not going to give you a wrong answer. I may skirt around it a little bit, but I'm not going to give you a wrong answer. I can honestly, without a shadow of a doubt, tell you right now that that, that is not a teammate of mine. That is not a pick. Well, there you heard it from the horse's mouth. A lot of people said he was the favorite to be one of your picks, but there you heard it from the horse's mouth. He will not be on Team Brad come July 28th, Mr. The self-proclaimed Mr. 99%. And, of course, you can call in and interact with anybody in the ASWF. You never know who you're going to be on the line with by calling in at 347-989-1171. But, Brad, we're going to go ahead and let you go. I know you've got a big contract signing coming up this Saturday night. Well, here's what I'm going to do. Lay the hey, here's what I'm gonna do. First of all, shut up. First of all, shut up. Here's what I'm going to do. I have made it um, open, issued an invitation to anyone that wants to call in. 347-989-1171. So here's the deal. You want to say something to me, go ahead and you put me on hold. If someone wants to address me, I will gladly answer any questions, and I will gladly uh, take any criticism that they want to give me. I consider it more of a, when they call me a scumbag, I, I consider that a compliment. But it is what it is. I'll be around. Just go ahead and put me on hold. And uh, if someone wants to call in, like the, the, the lady, the Brenda, call in. I'm here. Whatever you got to say, I'm listening. So with that being said, I know I'm sure that uh, the uh, – the overweight savior is just dying to get on. So 
why don't you go ahead and figure out where Gerald's hiding at at the moment, and uh, I'll be around if somebody wants to talk to me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you heard it. You can interact live with Bad Brad at 347-989-1171. Feel free to come on and let the self-proclaimed Mr. 99%, the co-commissioner of the ASWF, have it live here on the air on ASWF Aftermath. But Brad alluded to it, ladies and gentlemen, with his retort, the infamous one is going to be on the air right here. Double J, are you with us? Hey, Michael. How's it How's it going this afternoon, and uh, how's your two weeks been? Well, I mean, it's been two weeks. I mean, definitely better than the situation where we last saw you. I know we haven't had very much communication. How are you doing since that fateful night, Saturday night, two weeks ago, where, unfortunately, and a lot of people say, unprovoked you thrown in jail for assault uh well let us michael know ain't trying to what this two weeks has been like you're you're right michael uh yeah brad william hicks we don't call him he got me he uh he lured me into the trap that he that he, that he stormed up but damn doesn't it feel good brad to have a jaw that just had to be knocked out i mean I, just, I hit you so hard, and it felt so good for me, for all the stuff you've done to me, all the stuff you've done to Michael, everything you've done to the fans, everything you've done in the ASWF, all the garbage that you've talked, sir. It felt good pounding you on that mat. I have not done it just once, but I've done it three, four, five times in my lifetime. And the thing is, uh, Michael, I, I was escorted out. I talked to uh, Joey and Ricky, and I was escorted to uh, to the county line with uh, Jackson uh, County waiting on me. Very professional guys, very knew who I was, very known around the Tuckerman area for all the bad stuff I've done because of Brad. But in gorgeous of forms, you always have second times and second things and second times and second lives, second chances. And so – when I got down there, the economy of uh, the escort down there for the assault charge, let me just give you an update, Brad, William, whatever you want to call yourself. It's good to be called the infamous one. You called me, referred to me as my shoot name. That's fine. Uh, I have friends. I have lots of friends, and I know people, you know, because, you know, use my name as the infamous connection. <laughs> I got connections. And waiting down there, coming right after, was Joey Britt, and Ricky Rowland uh, uh, sent him down there, and Ricky made some phone calls. I wasn't even fully processed in. I was let go in good behavior. And shaking my hand by the sheriff of uh, Jackson County was uh, thanking me for all the stuff that you've done corruptively. You probably deserved it, is what they said. And, uh, Michael, I couldn't believe when I was on the way back, uh, I left about 1130, I watched the video retake of uh, – he said I wasn't real. How do you? I mean, as long as you've known me, uh, Michael, uh, how would I not capitalize on something? How would I always say I'm not going to do so? I've always came through for everything I've ever said, ever done in wrestling. I've always put up or shut up. And the thing is, Mister uh, Ninety Nine, so proclaimed percent, 
you see how big and bad he talks behind that microphone and how he talks so good, kissing the Manai's rears. I mean, I don't have control of the Manai. That's the that's the connection that that was made to, through me, through Joey Britt, through Ricky Rowland, through going through the Mistress of Mayhem. Uh, um, I mean, I say Samorta. And the thing is, we got our three. You heard Joey. We got our three. And I'm sure the calm, the calculated, he's causing trash himself a piece of, you know what, I'm sure that he's scurrying and digging and trying to find the three. And that's what I want. I want your A game. You know what? You're not riding the coattails of the infamous one. You're not in the same corner where I have to tell you what to do and when to do it. This is all you. This is all behind you. You're all alone now. You're on your own. And the odds are stacked against you. You got me. You got the Manai. And you got the uh, Ricky Rowland. You got Joey Britt. And you got the AS to be a fan. Stacked card against you. Boo-hoo. You want it this way? This is how it's going to be this way, Michael. Well, Jay, I do have to ask. I'm not trying to be negative. I, I do have to ask, though. Brad keeps bringing up these gentlemen that you have guided the, your the careers of. Obviously, Mark Wolf, the lone exception, he's right. Every, every career you've guided, their ASWF career has ended. What's going to be right. different this time? All right, you're you're going by... Uh, assumptions of what Brad doesn't know what happened to the guys I manage. One, I can tell you, let's go ahead and get it out there because these guys know I know them really well. Boss, he got married. He had a kid. I mean, when your family comes first before wrestling, he moved to Florida. Diablo, Shane Draven. Shane Draven had an injury to his lower back area. I got to Hold on. I got to go. Well, things ever changing here in the here on aftermath, but you know that's something that we've got to talk about here coming up is the fact that Double J. I mean, I hate to give Brad any sort of credit, but Brad was right, and I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but that pains me to say, and I think I threw up a little bit in my mouth on that. But with that being said, while we're waiting for the infamous one to make his way back in, I believe he was having some phone trouble there. I want to talk about something else that's going on in the Valiant Arena. And that was what happened two weeks ago. The war has seemingly been launched by the Suicide King against the Manat, mainly keeping his focus on the ASWF Evolution champion, Asa Morta, who took that title from him. The man was riding the biggest wave of his career, and it all came to a crashing halt at the hands of Asa Morta. With that being said, he has now said two weeks ago on Aftermath, he said he wants to be the first man to ever be a two-time Grand Slam winner in ASWF history 
and we all know what title he's going after first. It looks like he's going after that Evolution Championship. But this war, and that's what I, you have to call it, was a war that took place two weeks ago in the ring at the Valiant Arena between the Suicide King and the unhinged Will Cage. These men were delivering knockout blows from the opening belt. And it could have gone either way. Ray had all sorts of trouble keeping his focus, though, it seems. He focused on not who he saw across from him physically. It seemed like the whole time he was out there in that ring, he was fighting Asa Morta, or he was seeing Asa Morta. And it looks like Will Cage was able to capitalize on that after Ray saw, physically saw Asa Morta, and then that blew up inside the ring and the ringside area as those two just came to blows on the outside, meaning the Evolution champion Asa Morta and Ray. Those two just beat the living tar out of each other. And, I mean, I don't think we're ever going to see that crazy of a fight as what we saw two weeks ago when when Ray and Asa came face-to-face. But another thing that happened two weeks ago, the Tag Team Number 1 Contendership Tournament. We saw the ASWF debut of the Vinson Brothers taking on A.D. Sky and Max Stone. Now, a lot of people kind of, you know, didn't give these Vincent brothers much of a shot. But I want to take a moment to give these guys their credit. These guys went into war against two of the absolute best guys the ASWF has to offer in the tag team division. These guys have gelled together just that quickly, becoming a tag team in the ASWF. It's been amazing to see these two go to war. Or go to work, excuse me. I'll give the two their props. They sicken me with their attitude, but I'll give the two their props. And Saturday, or two weeks ago this Saturday, excuse me, they went to war against the Vincent brothers. And the Vincent brothers, a lot of people expected them to lay down. A lot of people expected it to be a quick, you know, non-competitive match. These two kids were just making their debut in the ASWF. And this is the best, everybody knows the best wrestling in the Mid-South takes place at the Valiant Arena. Which means the best athletes and the best tag teams are housed at the Valiant Arena. And the Vincent brothers were able to hold their own against two of the very best that the Valiant Arena has to offer right now. They came up a little bit short. And all props go to Max Stone and AD Sky, though. When it counted, they were able to make the play. Big time players make big time plays in big time situations. We see it constantly over and over and over again. Stone and AD Sky were able to advance to this Saturday night in the Valiant Arena. They were able to advance to the finals. 
And then their opponents were decided. As Lethal Injection came out and took on the Rock and Rap Express, another debuting tag team in the ASWF that hasn't been around very long in the ASWF, but these two gentlemen made it a mission. They were going straight after them tag team titles. And once again, very hotly contested contest, as a lot of people expected. A lot of people actually said that the Rock and Rap Express may be able to pick up the victory. A lot of people think that potentially the Rock and Rap Express could have picked up the victory in the um, in the tag team tournament. Full injection for the first time in a good, you know, almost year. They were the underdogs coming into this matchup. That's how close this thing was. And it looks like we got the infamous one back up on air. Like I said, it sounded like it was having some uh, phone troubles coming in. Double J, are you back with us? Like I said, it sounded like you had some phone troubles. Are you back? Yeah, I'm back now. It wasn't the phone troubles. I had some business I had to take care of. Uh, you know, things come first. And uh, answer your question, back to not trying to take away what you was talking about, the Rock and Rap Express, but the question is about, you was talking about Mark Wolf. Um, the thing is, there's always doubt there, if you think about it. You know, they talk about failures. Like I said, Boss has had a kid and went moved away to Florida. Uh, Shane's got injuries, uh, that career injuries, uh, you know, it, ended his, it could possibly end his career. No more competing. Uh, Diablo, he had uh, other things to do. I think he had a rib and uh, an arm injury, rotocup injury as well. I mean, it wasn't me in it. It's called wrestling over the years. I mean, something that Brad doesn't have experience in. But the thing is about Mark, there was worry there. I'm going to tell you something. He was a women's champion, worry. You know why he worried? Because he worried about losing the title all the time. It's always about that title. I believe, and now I see the lot, what Cataclysm always says, it ain't always about the title. It's trophies. It's things that's now – the belt doesn't mean anything anymore. But to Mark, it means everything. It means everything to him. That's why Brad – screwed over Lee Michaels, and I did not know that was even part and taken care of. I mean, the thing is, he abuses the power. He hides behind the power. But the thing is, I got a lot of respect for Mr. William Hicks. You know, what he does for the uh, – what he does in his power right now, he hides behind it. That's a lot of respect for him. And, Michael, I got a lot of confidence. I got a lot of confidence about – what the Manai is going to be capable of doing. You know, he says all this stuff about kissing the rear and then they're doing this and that. I'm, we're so intrigued of what he's got. I'm so confident these guys are going to be top-notch guys that he's got in his caliber because that's what kind of guy that I expect to come at me. That's a spectacle of the time that the Manai is waiting and lurking. We're, they're waiting and they're watching. And I'm telling you right now, but when it's all said and done, said and done July 28th, he can – he can go ahead and do away with the 99% that he's so-called. He's trying to drill that in his head. He wakes up every morning and probably listens to uh, Mr. 99%. I don't care what he listens to. I, I'm glad he's happy. I would be so confident and eat your 99 Wheaties, uh, you know, and, and count up your change at 99%. I mean, whatever it makes him happy, I'm happy for him. But the, my, I'm glad to that. I didn't. I, I endured. Uh, you know, he got me in the trap. You know what? I capitalized on it, so we're even one to one. And when it comes July 28, this is the road right now to fight for freedom. July 28, Brad Hicks. I expect you bring 
your B game, A game, backup plan, C, D, B, and A, and G, and F, G, because when I get done with you and when we all get said and done with you, I'm, that's why I said on Facebook, and I'm not trying to doubt the guy, but, you know, he, he did do a video. He talked about my past, where, you know, where it reveals itself, or, you know, where it might repeat itself. Brad, you got a past with me, too. Your past has always been defeated. So if that's true, like I said before on the Facebook, social media, then if your past is you laying on the mat or you sitting over in defeat, again, I'm going to laugh in your face again because I have confidence that you are going to bring the top-notch guys, but when all is said and done, the psychotic savior, the unhinged uh, William Cage, and the hypnotic, they were reign in ASWF. That's their playground. That's their ring. That's their thing. And that's why I picked these three guys because these guys are the most toughest guys in the ASWF. You can throw anything at them. It doesn't matter. They're like rubber that bounces right off of it and they're coming at you ten times harder, Michael. Absolutely. And, I mean, I, I commend you. The three best picks you guys could have come up with for this war that you guys are going towards heading into the uh, heading into the Survivor Series-style matchup on July 28th. I, I, I'm – I'm going to be very interested, but it looks like we got a caller coming in. Hi, Caller, are you with us? Who? Hello? Are you with us? You're on ASWF Aftermath with the infamous one and Michael Carnahan. Hello. Hello. Can I call the right number? <laughs> I'm not sure if I did. All I know is I see I see all the sin. I see all of it. It happened. It's going down. We're on the road to freedom. <laughs> Is that what we're doing, Double J? Are we going to destroy? Are we going to expose Brad's sins finally? <laughs> I can't wait. There's so many sins inside of Brad. That's why we call him Bad Brad. <laughs> I see pride. I see gluttony. I see sloth. I even see lust for power. Oh, it's going to be a cold day in hell, the 28th. <laughs> Hello? Is there anybody home? <laughs> Did I dial the right number? Is this Wendy's? <laughs> or is it... Huh? Huh? What? You talking to me? 
Michael, can you understand what's going on here? This is the uh, the the other uh, part of the faction, the family. This is hypnotic speaking right on here. If you didn't understand what was going on, and Brad was on here earlier, uh, Mister Hypnotic, and uh, was talking about that he is Mister Ninety Nine Percent, and been July the twenty ninth, he's going to sit back with his cigar and his brandy while y'all have been defeated. I mean. What's your thoughts, uh, Hypnotic? If you mind me, if you mind me intruding, Michael, I would like to ask him, since we do ha- have them in the matchup, uh, the 28th on the road now to uh, fight for freedom. <laughs> Brad's got 99 problems, but the Manai one. <laughs> oh. I enjoy having so much fun. And you know what? I can't wait for this Saturday. I can't wait until I get in the ring. And whoever my opponent is, I'm just going to burden them. (laughs) I enjoy the pain they dish out. So whatever Brad brings, bring it, big boy. Because we ain't stepping down for nothing. I love that. I love that 100%. I love that. That's going to be the new thing. I love that. Hypnotic, that's right. <laughs> you know, Brad, you've got 99 problems in the Manai ain't one. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> Bring the top three. Bring whoever, any federation, anybody, and feed these guys. The three that you're going to bring <laughs> July the 28th. We just can't wait. Bring them. I want to know who they are. Well, it don't matter who they are. They've got sins, too. And we're going to purge them. We're going to show them the way. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. I hope they bring their A game, their B game, their C game, and I hope it's a lot of pain because I enjoy pain. (laughs) I'm busting my gut over here. (laughs) Well, I mean, Hypnotic, you guys definitely gave Bad Brad the scare of his life last show you guys I mean like I said it looked like he had seen a ghost when you guys showed up after the lights came back on what is if the Manai possibly has a strategy what is the strategy going into this thing just chaos What is strategy? (laughs) What strategy? (laughs) If you know anything about the eight-pointed star of chaos, there is no strategy. (laughs) He could put anybody in there. We're just going to have fun. (laughs) Yeah, so much fun. (laughs) And I know one thing. I just can't wait. Just look over there when we're done and see Double J just dancing a jig. Because <laughs> I'm dancing one now. 
99 problems. 99 problems. 99 problems. 99 problems. Exactly right. That's what he does understand. And then maybe he gets put this perspective that when it's all said and done, he's going to have to run again from the Manai this uh, July the 28th, Michael. You think he ran fast this time? I think this time when the Manai's done, they're going to run Brad out the front door or out of, out of the building, out of ASWF. Because I do believe what he does to people, Manai is like, like cataclysm, the savior, and hypnotic is the one that's going to be the one to cleanse <laughs> and and uh, the you know the hinged uh, William Cage is also man. Just let's think about it though. The power he's putting everything everything up. Joey Britt's putting he's dropping a lawsuit. Man, I hate to be in your shoes, Brad, but you know what? I got a lot of credit for you for even stay, staying around like you did in the ring when they showed up. When they showed up, that ring put back on. <laughs> that was when, when Brad's Brad, done, he will need saving. He will be unhinged. And when we're done with him, he will be fractured. <laughs> well, I mean, you certainly are a fractured personality, hypnotic. But, I mean, this is exactly what you want. But let's say, and I hate to go down this road, but let's say it doesn't work out July 28th. Do what happens to the Manai in a bad Brad regime, hypnotic? Uh, uh, I speak uh, no English. There is no failing. There is no losing. When we commit to what we do, we're winners no matter what. The, the lesson will be taught. The message will be sent regardless who the victor is. Because the men, I don't care about winning or losing or draws or pinballs or titles or belts. We just love pain. <laughs> so bring it, man, Brad, because you're the one that's in the end that's going to have 99 problems and we ain't got none. <laughs> Well, I mean, you certainly. Michael, with that being said, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to go ahead and you can put me on. I would like to listen after this. But I I like to say is we all put our brains together. Uh, I'm the, uh, me, Joey, and Ricky threw the names out there, and this is going to be the most established team. That's why I went ahead and revealed who the three was coming. And who is going to save the ASWF and their playground of everything? That's why I went ahead and revealed the Manai. Now, this coming Saturday or the July 28th, we don't care. Or, the you know, uh, July the 7th or July 28th, 
July 28th would be perfect playground for these teams. Whoever he's got, I'm sure it's top-notch caliber, not doubting that what's percent. But the thing is, Michael, the reason why I picked these three, and I'm going to shut my mouth, is these guys don't feel any pain, they don't feel any regret, and they don't feel any remorse or anything towards whatever they're dished out towards them. I'm going to go ahead and step out of here for a little while. I'll be listening. And to Hypnotic, Cataclysm, and William Cage. Michael, to now the road of July 28th, they'll show you the way. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. July 28th, the fight for freedom will be live at the Valiant Arena. Six-man tag action, the fight for freedom, will be live, and it will be on fire. Coming to you live for control of the ASWF. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but before we do, I do want to talk about something. We had a loyal fan that passed away earlier this week, Kyle McGinty away earlier this week and we want to take a moment to remember as we have lost one of our unloyal fans here in the ASWF so going to break ladies and gentlemen let's have a moment of silence and remember the life of Joey lost this past Tuesday Looking for the best deals for your vaping needs and accessories? Then check out the guys at Sub Ohm Vapors. With daily specials on a wide selection of mods and juices, they will surely become your one-stop shop. Ray and the guys at Sub Ohm Vapors, located at 6929 JFK Boulevard, Suite C in North Little Rock, Arkansas, want to see you. Join them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but more importantly, visit the store or call 501-392-6487. Sub Ohm Vapors. Vape it like you built it.
And welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen. Hour number two underway here at ASWF Aftermath. And I hate to bring in a downer, but kind of forced to because the guy owns or is a half commissioner of the ASWF. I got to bring him back in, ladies and gentlemen. The self-proclaimed Mr. 99%, Bad Brad, coming back in. Brad, are you with us? Yeah, my man, I've been here the whole time, and uh, wow, did we get a hip-hop reference from the fractured one himself, Hypnotic? I got 99 problems, but the Manai ain't one, huh? Hmm. Well, I guess in my case, considering the fact that Gerald's brought up, you know, the fact that he's got the Manai and Ricky and Joey and himself, I guess it's just me against the world then, huh? If we want to make references, we can do that. But uh, let me let me let you in on something real quick. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking over the last couple of minutes just listening to Hypnotic. And I've been thinking and strategizing within myself going, okay, maybe – just maybe I've bitten off a little bit more than I can chew. And I'm not a small guy by any stretch of the imagination, so I could chew a, quite a bit. But then I thought to myself, you know, the definition of hypnotic is a person under or open to the influence of hypnotism. So maybe the caveat in that is that I can awaken hypnotic somehow and maybe showing that he's a puppet, possibly. See, there's something to chew on right there, and it's called strategy, something that Gerald doesn't know anything about. He just wants to come in there just like his little tough guy buddy, Joey, and, you know, rip people's blanks apart from post to post and 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 tear his shirt off and want to hit somebody. And, You know, sometimes, you know, just a little bit of uh, mind games works tons. But what I wanted to comment on, too, Michael, is I want to get away from – I can care less about Gerald right now. Gerald will be dealt with Saturday. What I wanted to talk about is the evolution of the Suicide King, Ray Ray. You know, you mentioned it before, and it was brought up by Chris that – the caller that we had that you know about the, the the Mark Wolf situation, and I wanted to talk about the Manai's got their hands full too because this is the guy, the Suicide King. I don't know anybody. You go back in YouTube, the Suicide King. There's matches all the way from Newport throughout the Mid South with this guy, and this is not the Ray Ray that you're used to that comes out with the Skittles shirt and the Taste of Rainbows. This is the Suicide King. This is a dark demented individual that will stop at nothing to achieve his prize. And I think that that's something that the Manai needs to focus on as well is that what are they going to do? What's Ace? I know Ace Amorta is a talented, talented, talented competitor, but let's face it. She's a woman in a man's world. And when the Suicide King comes calling, I don't know if she's going to be able to take the sword out of the side of her head 
and the tilted crown of the king's skull will smile victorious in the end as he will stop at nothing to garner that evolution title. And that's something that you have to realize in my case, in the Suicide King's case, in Mark's case, in anybody's case, even Ace and Mortar. What grounds do these competitors go to when they want something so bad that they dream about it? They talk about it. Hell, they, 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 it's everywhere. It consumes every facet of every minute of every day. So you got to look at the scales here and think, this is getting really interesting inside the ASWF. Super interesting. Well, absolutely. And again, and I, and I wanted to, and, and I'll let you talk, but I wanted to give a hats off to Michael, or excuse me, to Michael, shut up. I want to give my hats off to Gerald Jones, and I want to say congratulations. You've chosen wisely, and let's just say for your sake, I hope you've put a lot of thought into it because I have too. Well, Brad, you brought up the Suicide King Ray and his issues with the Manai. And, you know, he constantly says you're going to kill him before you beat him. And it does. It seems like Asa Morta has awakened this recessed thing that Ray has had, at least, pushed down deep inside of him. But now it's bubbled back to the surface with him snapping from losing the Evolution Championship. Well, Ray is a dangerous. You got to think about it this way. Let me let me ask you something. If you're if you're Asa Morta, and you're part of the Manai, and you you're up against a a guy that his motto is "Kill me before you beat me." I mean, we're talking about someone who stops at nothing to accomplish what he wants. Basically, it's the old adage, "Over my dead body." And that's dangerous. And that's going to be something that she's got to think about coming up in the future is because we've already seen, let's go back, we've already seen, we, we saw shades of the breaking point within the, the gears for, uh, in the gears within Ray's head, you know, when he went out in, in the, the deal, the mask and attacked Shane and created that. Now, honestly, you know, I've said it before. Asa specifically has told people that she wants to do this on her own. But sometimes foolish pride is the downfall of a high and mighty kingdom. You know, like the Troy, the Trojan horse and the running of the gates. Do not let foolish pride take over. You have to realize if you're Asa Mortar exactly what she's going up against. This is the guy, again, kill me before you beat me. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm tired of talking about, Gerald, I'm talking about the stuff going on. I mean, we've got a number one contender in Steve-O in the ASWF. You know, in the main event, Curtis Dawn. Uh, you've got, of course, this, this interesting little uh, tag team tournament going on for number one contendership. Uh, you know, I'm, t- I'm I'm sure there's fans that are, are tired of seeing the dirty little gang, you know, as their tag champions. And so we've gotten together and we've put this together. You know, I did it for personal reasons. 
the other side did it for the fans. I could care less. Other than let's get the fans in, let's pack the arena because and pay me more money. Well, pay me more ticket prices. Show up. You you mentioned it, and I'm going to go ahead and talk about that fact because it does affect Mark Wolf and the fact that Mark Wolf was able to stop the seeming the seemingly unbeatable momentum that Steve-O had built up over the past few months in the ASWF to his ascension to that number one contender status. And let's be honest, Curtis Dawn took it to Steve-O, but you've got to say Mark Wolf beat Steve-O on that night. Curtis Dawn did not. Well, and I think you see, I think you see, I mean, it, it's like in, in football terminology, you know, on any given Sunday, on any given Saturday, that those doors open, anything and everything is possible. And kind of a backstory, when I chose uh, to set forth in this endeavor to conquer I went after the best promotion that I could find within the state of Arkansas. It wasn't up at Jonesboro. It wasn't down in DeQueen. It was located right there in Tuckerman. And I liked it. You know, you had guys that could battle. You had great matches. Seth Sabre, Kid Crazy, Ray. Uh, Like I said, I won't take anything away from Cataclysm. Uh, guys that are no longer there, you know. I mean, I know I've mentioned a few, but there's been wars. And, you know, you never know what's going to come through the door. You never know what's going to happen. And, and and there's new talent always coming in, thanks to me. And uh, so it's one of those situations where anything positive that happens within the ASWF is a reflection of my managerial skills my corporate skills, and so I'll take all the credit for it, plain and simple. Uh, But, you know, like I said, I want to – here's what I want to do. Anyone listening, anyone listening, uh, fan-wise, you know, I get it, but it's close to the first of the month. Your snap should have renewed itself. Trade some in, get a $5 bill spot, go cut some grass. Pack Pack the arena. Pack it out. Tell me you hate me so bad. Show me that you hate me so bad. Fill that place up because I know you can't. And you won't do it because you only do it when a celebrity comes. And by God, I'm there every single show for the most part. So come see me. Let me hear that you hate me so bad. Fill the arena. I don't think any of you have the testicular fortitude to do it. Well, Brad, you mentioned it earlier, and one guy you can't, or one team you can't take credit for in the ASWF right now, even though you created the tournament, Joey Britt brought in this young duo, the Vincent Brothers. And you've got to admit, very, very impressive performance two weeks ago. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't give Joey credit for a lot of things. But the Vincent brothers absolutely, completely impressed me with 
their ability to identify with the fans, number one, as soon as they came out. And by saying that, I mean their look. I mean, they didn't shave in a while. They were, I'm just, okay, the fans are sloppy. They actually look pretty good. They looked really good. They impressed me. And, you know, maybe I need to, maybe I need to show them the right way. Maybe I need to show them the way to success because, unfortunately, they're only going to get to a certain level under the guidance and, and tutelage of one Joey Britt. Well, Brad, it looks and like there's a lot of potential. I may, have, they may be on my radar. Brad, it looks like they're just inches away from being, you know, in this number one contendership matchup that's going to take place this Saturday night between the between Max Stone and AD Sky teaming up against Lethal Injection. And speaking of guys that, you know, have been there for a long time, and they've always been near the top, Lethal Injection has earned their spot as being atop the tag team division, and you got to give them a shot here, uh, and an excellent one at that, to be going and searching for yet another tag team title race. Hey, nothing, taking nothing away from lethal injection. Again, we talked about some of the physical punishment that I've endured inside the ASWF. I think the very first uh, punishment that I received was from the super kick of both Brad and Briar. That's right. His, his name is Brad and Briar, uh, Michael. Not Briar and Briar, but Brad and Briar, Mercury, the lethal injection. They're former tag team champions. They've been all over the place. You know, they're heavily sought after. And, you know, as much as I may not like them, I respect them. And, you know, on another note, we're going back to the Vincent brothers. Have you ever thought that that could possibly be a surprise? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you've been asking me to reveal. Maybe I just might throw you a treasure map out there and see if X marks the spot, huh? Are you trying to say that you've convinced these young upstarts to join Team Brad? I'm not saying anything. I'm just uh, I, I'm just imitating hypnotic. I'm just talking a bunch of nonsense that everybody seems to make sense. I I think I'm sick to my stomach if you manage to poison these young men's minds already here in the ASWF. But Brad, I I mean we've got another caller coming in. It's actually our super fan Alex getting ready to come on the air. You're more than welcome to stay on and uh, associate with the super fan Alex. But we're going to go ahead and bring him on, and we're going to talk about what's going on in the ASWF and get his thoughts on Team ASWF. Alex, I've got to ask you right off top, what do you think of Team ASWF? You have to be pleased. I think they are in hot. They still have not fixed my air conditioner. 
But anyway, we will go on with this because I am tired. <sighs> what was question? I forgot to hear. I, I'm sorry about your air conditioning. Maybe we can start a GoFundMe for the super fans. Air conditioning. I am not charity case. I am no charity case. I will destroy you, Brad. No, you are not Brad. You are Michael. You all sound the same. That gum white people. Whoa! Says the man who colluded to help Donald Trump get elected. I do not follow politics. You cannot insult me with such things as Trump and whatnot. So we got you, Russia. We understand. Anyway, what was question, Michael? I asked you, what are your thoughts on the big reveal in Team ASWF, the psychotic savior cataclysm, the unhinged page in hypnotic? You say savior? Is he Spanish or something? I mean, that is hilarious. Learn how to talk, banana hands. It is unruly. But anyway, I am just curious. The Brad, is he still on here? Yes, he is. Yes, Putin. Putin, I am still here. I have to ask, did you have to go clean out your underwear? Because you look like you crapped yourself. It was hilarious. I laughed so hard. It It was the best moment of my life. I thought it was funny. I am I am definitely sure that I heard you laugh somewhere somehow. I heard you laugh, and and it's okay. I understand, Gorbachev. It'll be fine. Um, in the end, I'll have the last laugh. So, why don't the derogatory names told me will not affect my thought process. Okay, it is good. <laughs> if you cannot come up with something more intelligent to talk about, hey, keep calling me names. It is all right. Ha 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 ha! I am funny guy. I, but I like no, it when no. comes on. I will be honest. I will be honest with you, you Brad. I don't blame you. If I was standing in ring, which I would not be because I don't know way, Jose, but if I was standing in the ring and lights go out and when I when the lights come back on and there's two crazy mask guys and an emo dude standing there, I would clap myself too. That's a scary thing. I mean, it is just, oh, my goodness. I am curious on what you are going to do now. Well, I mean, it's fairly simple. (laughs) You want to find out, live up to the hype and be the super fan and come to the show. And maybe get some of your friends to come to the show. Do you have any friends? I have a couple, you know, I mean, you know, on Facebook. I guess. I don't think I've ever met them, but uh, uh, this is not about me. This is about you. Okay? Don't change subject. That is messing me up. Okay? Um, I forgot what we were talking about. Damn it, cow. Quit coming in my yard. Stupid cow. Brad was asking you, why don't you get everybody to come and pack out the arena this Saturday night? Oh, no, no, no. I try. I try so hard because it is good show. It is good show. I don't know who is exactly responsible because Brad say he is, Joey say he is, uh, Ricky say he is, other people say it's because of them. 
uh, main event curtain jerker guy says it is because of him. I don't know, but I know it's good show. But most people say I I I am I am hard to put up with sometimes, so they don't want to sit next to me. So I don't know. Well, here's the thing, though. I don't think that you're going to get quite the number of fans in the arena because, well, the last time I checked, they're too busy trying to raise money to get their septic tank fixed. What is, is that uh, even a problem a, anymore? That is thing in the ground where your poo goes. Okay, I know what that is. I have outhouse, so I don't have that issue. I, I don't think that's on the mind of... I've said person anymore anyway, so it doesn't matter. It is okay. It is okay, Brad. We will give you benefit of doubt that you know what you are talking about. Ha, 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 ha. I am funny guy. Yes, I will be here for however long you'll keep me on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let us talk about something else. Brad, who is your peoples? Who is your guys? I want no. Well, like I said, if you want to know, come to the show. And uh, don't bring the cow, though. We got plenty of those women sitting in the front row. Oh, that is mean but funny. I like. <laughs> I thought there was a cow in my yard, but no, it was just my neighbor. She tried to. No, I am Ooh. not going into that subject, though. Uh, anyway, uh, what about the tag team number one Tournament contender thingamajobber. What about that? Whose idea was that? That is good. Well, well I would I'm like sure to take all credit that. for that, but I'd like to take all the credit, but sometimes Joey shows forms of intelligence, and we kind of collaborated on that a little bit. More, more like 80-20 me, but uh, okay. I, I want to okay. ask you something. I want to ask you something. Yes. Yes, you're you're a super fan, and you enjoy the the ASWF, and and I know that sometimes you get stuck under a rock or maybe locked in your outhouse, and you can't make the show. But I know that you follow the ASWF page. Um, uh huh. Did you want to talk about what was released last night? Apparently, now there is a network that will on YouTube that is showing uh, the shows uh, in their full length you know, prior to the next show so that people can kind of get a recap and see what's going on. You know, yes, what your thoughts on that? This. I saw this. I really like. I really like this. Now, if I had better internet, I could watch more of it. But I got to see the first three minutes of, of the, 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 the uh, YouTube video. I saw three minutes of it. Luckily, I was there last week. I was in the top left-hand south side corner on the east wing. That is where you can find me. But it's good. And I really like the idea. That's about as confusing as your accent. So. It is okay, though. Well, Alex, no, no. I want to ask you something. I want to ask you something particularly about the tag team title tournament or the tag team number one contendership tournament, excuse me, and that's the Vincent brothers. How impressed were you as the super fan oh. at this young duo? I, I I was very impressed. I mean, it caught me off guard. 
Now, I know this sounds kind of uh, white people racist. I don't know which one was which. I heard Daniel and Justin, but I don't know which one was who. But either way, the tall, skinny one jumping through the ropes, and I love it because he hit guys and stood up and, like, did this little strut thingy. And then the other one, the shorter one, jumping off of the top and splashing onto them. And, oh, my goodness, that was... That was really good. I was not expecting that out of them. They were very, very, very good, you know? Yes. They were very, very good, but what do you think about what we heard earlier? Bad Brad hinted at maybe poisoning their minds. Oh, no. I don't believe that for a second, okay? One thing... They would never get to eat. Brad would keep them away from the buffet table. That would not be good, okay? But I don't know other reason other than Brad is mean, and I don't think they would like that. Brad? I'm trying to to figure out in between collusion and Trump what he's trying to say. But all I hear in the background, it sounds like uh, it sounds like hypnotic is back, and that is not a good thing. I am scared of that guy. He looks like he would eat my soul. That guy is definitely intimidating, and you've got to watch him going forward in every ASWF championship picture, including the tag team title division, with that golden ticket. Of, he is ever present. Banana hands, banana hands. Shut up. I have questions for Brad. Brad! Yes, Brad! Alex, I have an answer. Let's hope they match. Okay. In the tag team, the final tournament thingy, who do you think will win? Hmm? Um, I'm going to go ahead. I- I'll be honest with you. It's going to be the team that wins the very last match. Well, that is a no-brainer. Golly. Talk about not thinking very hard. That is ridiculous. To, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I do, do you give it to experience? Do you give it to two guys that seem to gel together? You know, in an instant. I mean, it, it, it's 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 the ASWF, it Alex. You're a super fan. You know, it is better than difficult. anyone. Anything can happen. Exactly. It is very difficult. I, I honestly, I honestly, I think that the lethal injection, good team, tag team champions, all over the place, all over the place. But honestly, the arrogance. And and viciousness combination of the Max Stone guy and the 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 Ad Wachimadoodle, they are a good combination, and that will take them to next level. Yes. But then I mean, they would have to happen. put up. But then they would have to put up with experience from Dirty Little Dave and whoever he decides to bring. You'll know. Well, I mean, that's only if they can 
not to be uh, asleep before the match starts with the 40-minute pre-match promo. <laughs> that is very good, very good. It is very true. I am not fan of Dave. He he is he is like he is like ninety year old scarecrow. He is not good for anything. <laughs> I am jerk. I know. Well, well, Alex, think is how you uh, asked the commissioner. I've got to ask you, who do you think's going to survive in this tag team tournament? I just said, Max Stone and Eddie Sky. I just said that. Will you not listening to me? I said that a combination was... of thingamajiggers would make them go to the next level. I just said that. Jesus, banana hands. He's okay, though. I... You have probably been drinking the daiquiris tonight. I, I mean, it is a little warm. Getting caught in the I, I, I mean, it is a little hot. I may have partake. Partake? That is not good. You should be. You should have straight head when going into this show, so you can actually remember what happened. It is bad when I have to tell you what happened. I mean, come on now. Well, really? Well, well, Alex, right let's, let's, be let's be honest. Straight head is not something Michael's accustomed to. Well, that is true. But we will change subject. Next subject. Well, let's talk about the issue ongoing between Steve-O and the ASWF champion, Mark Wolf, who seemingly was able to bring Steve-O's month-long momentum to a screeching halt this last show when he was able to help Curtis Dawn, the main event. Who was in the main event when finally his matchup? Yes, he finally lived up to the name he gave himself. But it is okay though, you know. But it was it was very good match, very good. But then the wolf guy come down and completely tarnish it. Is I think that is the right word. But yes, he ruined the match for me. I was like, go Steve-O! And and my friend was like, go, main guy. And we were like, I guess I did have a friend there. But we were like, yeah. And then the wolf guy come out, and we were like, no. And then I, I was upset. I'm sure you were upset. There were a lot of upset Steve-O fans at the last show, at the end of the show, when Steve-O's momentum, like I said, seemingly halted. Where does Steve-O go from here? I mean, you got to think he wants to get his hand on Mark Wolf in the worst way. Oh, yes. Is, 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 that is, um, uh, I am thinking of, of praise. That is a, a given. They definitely want that, you know. And Steve-O, he is not a small guy. He is not a small guy by any means necessary. He is big dude. Wolf is big dude, but Wolf is shorter. Steve-O reached over him, put his underwear up over his head. I don't know. He can do whatever, but he, Steve-O will hurt the Wolf guy. I just see it happening. Brad? I just want, I want to know when Steve-O will get his, his, his heavyweight title match. That is what I want to know. 
That's a good point, Brad. You're the one that says you keep giving the champ the night off. You keep tying this up in legal wranglings. It seems like the champ is ducking the number one contender. This is a good chance. What's going on? First of all, the champ is not ducking anybody. And I'm sure that Steve-O would respect the fact that he can win a title potentially from someone who's ready to go. Right now, Mark's got a lot of stuff going on, and and he's, he's trying to deal with a few things, and everybody needs a night off. I mean, let's face it. Uh, every time you do something, you take the night off, Michael. So what's the matter? Well, I mean, I want to ask you something. I want to ask you something. Uh, I'm really concerned at this point that it may just be me versus Gerald and Ricky because did, did Joey die? What? Uh, Banana Hand, as you like to call him, which is absolutely amazing, said that Joey died. Is oh, that who he played a tribute I heard that Banana Hands, he had been drinking way too much, and he got screwed up. But that is a normal thing. It, I think it is part of the ASWF aftermath charm. Yes? He's like, you know you get to hear Bad Brad and Double J talk smack. You know you get to hear Alex, the ASWF super fan. And you know you get to hear Michael Banana Hands screw up. So I am okay with that. I darn it. I darn it. Next subject, what? Alex. <laughs> I am funny, yes. Damn, he passed up on that one quicker than Steve O at the pilot. <laughs> well let's Oh go. my goodness. Let's go ahead and talk about what may be the most painful subject here on ASWF Aftermath this week as we talk about what was the hardest-hitting match of the ASWF this year so far. The uncaged or unhinged Will Cage taking on Ray Ray. I I mean, the brutality in that matchup. Yes, that was hard-hitting. I thought I lost some teeth out of that match. I mean, good Lord, them boys beat the crap out of each other. But then, the one thing that I liked was the Esther Morta bringing the chair with the choke slam on Ray Ray onto chairs was, oh my goodness, that was, oh my Lord, that, that hurt me. I think that was worst part of everything. Absolutely. I mean, Brad talked earlier about the Suicide King, but, I mean, has the Suicide King met his match is the question because a lot of people think that Asa Morta can get just as down and dirty as oh, yes. the Suicide King can. They don't call her the Mistress of Mayhem for nothing, Okay. She is the hardcore queen of Arkansas. That is the way I see it. 
Okay, she is bad chick. You have seen we have seen her do some some pretty pretty mean stuff. But the fans love it. We all love it. It is amazing. And especially because we get to see Rayle get beat up after beating on that child. I still don't like that. That was not nice. Absolutely. And, I mean, you look at it going forward. Co-commissioner, I mean, looking at it going forward, there's got to be something done as far as maybe a matchup or something before these two just tear each other apart and there's nothing left to either competitor. Well, I see that's coming easily. They have just been at each other's throats, you know, beating each other up during matches. I mean, at one point, Rayleigh hit hit the ASO with the ring bell. I mean, come on, who does that to a woman? But the funny thing is, is later on, she laughed about it and beat him up again. So, I mean, I am just excited that she has been given this opportunity to show that, yes, she is woman, but she is bad chick. I am not saying what Rayleigh said in the running one day. I heard him. He said a bad word. I will not say that on here. But she is. She is bad chick. Okay? And she, the, the clothesline, oh, my Lord, I remember... A while back, when the uh, the Texarkana guy was there, and he was on the outside, and she picked him up, and and I swear to God, his soul left his body. I have seen that happen many times. So Ray, I warn you now, you better be careful and don't underestimate her. Ah. Absolutely. I mean, that's the good thing that you, you got to know is going forward, it's going to come to this before these two competitors. But you mentioned something interesting, an opportunity given to Asa Morta that she earned. Brad, yet another occasion that you got to give your props to Joey Britt about giving a young competitor an opportunity. Nah. Like I said, sometimes the sun shines on a dog's ass every once in a while. So it is what it is. It is what it is. That is best you got. I am disappointed, Brad. You are usually very good with the words. And it is what it is. Oh, my goodness. I am disappointed. I expected more. Michael, I may have to leave on that one. That I am sad now. I do not like that. I, I, I will not cry, though. I will not cry. I promise myself I will not cry. I will just drink my Mountain Dew, smoke my cigarette, and go lay in my shack. Absolutely. Well, Alex, it was great hearing from you. And we will talk at you... On the next show coming up, we're going to be just a few short nights uh, from the fight for freedom coming up. I know the excitement's building, Alex. 
oh, what yes. do you think is going to happen this Saturday night at this contract signing? Signing. I guess I missed that part. I did not realize Bad there was Brad going to be contract signing. Fab Brad said he's going to bring some documents for the infamous one when he when Christopher was on the phone said he's going to bring some documents for the infamous one to sign to make this thing official. Oh, oh, okay. Someone's going to get beat up. I just see that. Okay. I hope it is Brad because he upset me. But it's okay, though. Maybe Brad well, will we'll get talk- arrested this time. <laughs> well, Alex, I certainly hope you have a good two weeks, and we'll see you this Saturday night live at the Valiant Arena as it's the oh, last yes, show before be the fight for freedom. No, it is not. It is not last show. We They will have show on the 30th. Then there will be show on July 7th. Then... The fight for freedom. Get your stuff to straight, Michael Banana Hands. Oh, my goodness. I swear to God. Oh, my God. Good Lord, have mercy. I bet I want me off now. Well, Alex, you have a good couple weeks, and we will see you next time we have a show. Ladies and gentlemen, the action could not be hotter as we build towards the fight for freedom. But as much as Bad Brad doesn't want to hear it, as much as everything's going to happen, as much as the fans hate this, Brad, you're demanding the last word here on Aftermath. I I don't really have any recourse of action but to give it to you. So go ahead with your closing remarks before we Shut down this show heading into Saturday night. My condolences to the Manai. My condolences to Gerald Jones. My condolences to Joey Britt. And my condolences to Rock and Ricky Rowan. Uh, least, but uh, I mean, I guess I give my condolences to the ASWF fans as well because. When the lights go off and the arena is pitch black and there's not a soul left in the building, the memory of what happens and what will happen this Saturday night will resonate in the back of people's minds for a long time. Because I'm telling you right now, Every action has an equal but opposite reaction. And the fact that Gerald Jones put his hands on me, has come on here and spread his vicious lies about why Boss is no longer around and Shane Draven's no longer around and (sighs) Diablo's no longer around. And Seth's no longer around, and the the trend continues to grow and grow and grow. And then come July 29th, maybe the Manai won't be around, 
And I know for damn sure that Gerald won't be around because I will end. Uh, in fact, let's just go out on this right here. And I and I can't duplicate Alex's uh, wonderfully Trump-supportive accent. But just like uh, Ivan Dragov said in Rocky Four. I will break you. And if you die, you die. Plain and simple. That's just cut and dry, black and white with me. And that's my final thought on this, the episode of ASWF Aftermath before the big event (laughs) this Saturday night. Chew on that, fat boy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, one more time, we've got a big night of action this Saturday night at the Valiant Arena, Highway 201, Highway 367, North Tuckerman, Arkansas. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see the finals of the number one contendership tournament as Lethal Injection takes on Max Stone in AD Sky. What's going to happen? When Bad Brad and Double J are in the same ring once again, just for the first time since Bad Brad sent Double J to jail. Also, what's going to happen between the number one contender, Steve-O, and his challenger, or excuse me, his champion, Mark Wolf? And finally, what's going to happen when the Suicide King? Ray Ray and Asa Morta are in the same building. You never know what's going to happen in the ASWF, ladies and gentlemen. Be there Saturday night and be there for the action. We'll see everybody.